On Wednesday, President Biden was in Colorado, specifically in Lauren Boebert's district to take a tour around a company called CS Wind, which is the largest producer of wind towers here in the United States. They also, thanks to the Infrastructure Act uh, and Inflation Reduction Act, they got millions of dollars from the federal government to expand their business and hire 850 new people as part of that expansion. So this legislation brought 850 jobs at the very least to Lauren Boebert's district, in addition to another $190 million to repair basic infrastructure needs in Lauren Boebert's district. And you better believe that president Biden pointed that out on Wednesday, but he wasn't just there to tout how good the infrastructure and inflation reduction act has been for the country. No, 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 no. President Biden decided to, I don't want to say get a little nasty because he didn't get nasty. He should have, but he didn't, but he did decide to take a couple of shots at Lauren Boebert. Boebert has not only voted against this legislation, which he, he reminded all the voters there that, Hey, you get $190 million, you get better roads, better, better streets, everything. We got 850 new jobs and your lawmaker, the person you sent to Congress voted against that. She didn't want this. And to this day, Biden reminded them she still wants it to be repealed. She has referred to this legislation as garbage. She also called it wasteful garbage, 850 jobs just in your district. And you called it garbage. This is the kind of thing that president Biden needs to be doing from now until election day. Okay. You're not necessarily going out there campaigning, but you are. And I don't think this is, you know, a coincidence targeting a district with a very vulnerable Republican pointing out the fact that they voted against the legislation and talking about all the good things the legislation did for their district. And then capping it off by once again, reminding them that this MAGA freak doesn't want this to happen. She doesn't want you to have these jobs. She doesn't want you to have $190 million. She thinks this is garbage because not only is that a boost for Biden, but it's a boost for the Democrat running against whoever's district it is that Biden goes and does this in the case of Bobert, it's Adam Frisch. But again, this is what he should be doing. And honestly, as I said, he didn't get nasty. He, he was much more of a statesman, but I, I think sometimes you have to get nasty. Now you don't have to devolve into the name calling and the insults, but I think you got to be a little bit tougher, a, a little bit meaner reminding people that these Republicans don't want you to have good things. They don't want your life to get better. They're actively trying to make your life worse. And for the record, a couple weeks ago, Biden actually did do that while talking about the infrastructure bill. He said, quote, they want to go back to the bad old days when corporations looked around the world to find the cheapest labor they could find to send the jobs overseas, and then import the products back to the United States. They just don't give up. But guess what? We won't let these things happen. That's the kind of talk we need. That is what we want to see more of from Biden from now until election day. And then hopefully for another four years, 
Because if he does this, if he reminds these people all across the country about the good things he's done and how their Republican legislator voted against it, I think 2024 is going to be pretty easy, but he has to keep it up. Sometimes you got to get a little mean. In a court filing this week, Donald Trump's lawyers, while trying to argue that he does not need a gag order against him, basically blamed the court clerk working for Judge Arthur Ingeron for people abusing her and threatening her. They literally said in their filing that it's her fault that she is receiving all of the threats from the angry MAGA folks because she, quote, allowed herself to be abused. Here is what they said. Greenfield, uh, the woman's name allowed herself to be voluntarily photographed, videotaped and identified by name in the national and international media, despite the prior existence of purported security concerns. Additionally, the purported security concerns are disingenuous, uh, disingenuous given the principal law clerk's voluntary public partisan posts and political activities and her insistence in remaining as a constant and unprecedented presence on the bench, allowing herself to be filmed and then viewed by an audience of millions since the underlying extraordinarily high profile trial commenced. Now let's get a couple things straight here. This woman is not just hanging out by the judge's bench because eh, it's cool, right? I'm just right next to the judge. Yeah, look at him. No, she, she goes back and forth because that's literally her job. That's what she has to do. She's not doing it for fun. She's doing it because that is her job. She was identified by the, by the media. Wonderful. That, that doesn't mean anything. She's a woman that works for the court system and in photographs that media outlets took of her doing her job, right? She didn't just say like, Hey, come get a picture with me and Arthur. Awesome. Thanks judge. That's not what happened. She was doing her job that she gets paid to do. And the media took photographs of her and identified her in the photographs. That's what the media has to do in order to be able to use those photographs. Oh no. She's got posts online. Yeah. That's freedom of speech, baby. That's what happens. You, on the other hand, your client is the one who attacked her, spread vicious rumors about her of somehow being Chuck Schumer's girlfriend. That was the initial, uh, by the way, attack from the right on this woman. So y'all created that. You created this sense that somehow this woman was doing something wrong. And now you're blaming her. I mean, my God, spoken like a true sexual predator, right? Well, if she didn't want to be harassed, maybe she shouldn't address that way. That's how I read this. Like that is how this legal filing comes across to me. Like, Hey, it's not our fault. Judge. Did you see her? She brought this on herself. Scumbag pigs. That is probably the best way I can describe these lawyers for putting that in this filing. She allowed herself to be abused, allowed herself. She was doing her job. Again, she's not doing this for fun. She's not doing this for notoriety. 
She did not volunteer to be photographed. Everything these lawyers have put in this filing is absolutely wrong. It's absolutely wrong. This gag order needs to be put back. Uh, this woman, by the way, has also been doxxed almost daily, different details about her, her private personal life, including her personal cell phone number have been released by these angry Trump people. Uh, there's 25 pages of transcribed threat, uh, transcribed threats that this woman has received. She, she didn't open herself up for that. She didn't allow herself to have her life threatened. But Trump's lawyers are so disgusting that they're trying to blame her for what their client did. You know, Donald Trump apparently woke up in a bad mood on Wednesday morning because he just began attacking kind of everything under the sun, right? He was going after the media. He was going after all of his critics. He went after Ron DeSantis. He went after Chris Christie. But most importantly, he went after President Biden and the Democrats and issued a rather ominous threat against them all. Here is what he had to say in this threat that Donald Trump posted on Truth Social. I'm 12 points up on Crooked Joe Biden. All right, got to go ahead and stop because you're already starting off with a huge, massive, giant lie. In no polls, even the ones that have shown you ahead, have you been up 12 points? That's not a thing that's ever happened, ever, in any of the polls this year or going back to the 2020 race. You have not now, nor have you ever been, nor will you likely ever be 12 points ahead of President Biden. In fact, morning consult poll came out the same morning. Biden's actually back on top of Donald Trump nationally. So let me continue with more Trump lies. But he's got the Justice Department and others suing me wherever and whenever possible. Weaponization, it's called. And maybe that can make a difference. This has never been done on this scale before, not in our country, but it opens up a very big and dangerous Pandora's box. Joe Biden should stop his election interfering thugs before it is too late for him and the rest of the country. As the leader of the opposition party, I should not be forced to campaign from inside a courthouse, which is very doable, but not very democratic or convenient. This is where they want me to spend my time and money, but it is not the way our system is supposed to work. If they filed these cases years ago, which they could have, this would not be a problem. But they, wanted, they want it to be a problem because they are bad. <laughs> you sound like a child. Voters have and will reject it to all Democrats. Be careful what you wish for. God bless America. Be careful what you wish for. Now let's address several things. Obviously like, Hey, should have done this years ago. Yeah. But the investigations hadn't concluded yet. So, so you see, it's, it's kind of hard to bring charges when you haven't finished an investigation to make sure that you get all the charges or that you have evidence to back up the charges. So I know you would have loved to have been indicted right after you left office, but we had to conduct investigations and do the whole due process thing, right? Kind of sucks. I know, but it's the law. So that's why you weren't charged years ago. Uh, secondly, this is not election interference. You, you did bad things according to the 91 felony charges against you. And so you're having to face the consequences. You'll have your day in court. If you can fight these charges, if you can prove that it's all, it's all bubkiss, then Hey, great. 
you're free to go. And by the way, being in court for the New York fraud trial actually hasn't stopped you from campaigning. Um, you, you've still been out there. You've still been doing things. You've been doing interviews, rallies, you know, posts on social media, much like this one. So you don't seem to be hindered in any possible way, but let's get to the heart of it, right? You're essentially threatening the Democrats that you, if you get back into the white house in 2024, are just going to investigate all of them because it's Pandora's box, right? The box has been opened. All the bad things are out there. You're going to investigate everybody because you are promising that you will weaponize the DOJ. And it's not because Biden did it. You're just using that as an excuse because Biden didn't do it. You did bad things and got caught. But now you're promising, you're actually running on a platform of weaponizing the DOJ against your political enemies. And it's not just, by the way, limited to the Democrats, any Republican that's gone against him, you'll also face investigations. So... He doesn't even have power at the moment, yet he's already threatening to abuse it. And somehow the Republicans in this country still think that's our guy, the one who's pledging to abuse his power. That's exactly what we want back in the White House. According to Republicans, that's the way it is. So there was a story circulating yesterday across most of the websites that I visit on a daily basis. I saw it posted over at Reddit. I saw it in, you know, major outlets, all of them talking about the fact that Forbes has uncovered this audio of Donald Trump doing an interview, I believe with them, maybe not, but I think it's with Forbes. Uh, but anyway, Forbes has it now. It's an interview Trump did in 2015. And all of the headlines, all of the folks on social media, they say that this audio recording absolutely dooms Donald Trump's only legal defense in the New York fraud trial. Now, before I read you what was on that tape, let me explain the defense, right? Donald Trump's defense is now and has been that he was not involved in any of the fraud, right? We're giving these people bad numbers about the square footage of our apartments, about the size of our buildings, the number of floors in the buildings, but I didn't come up with those numbers and I never saw them after the people who created them came out with them. Like I news to me, you're showing me for the first time is effectively what he's trying to say. But in this audio from 2015, Donald Trump is heard repeating the false numbers that are on the financial reports. Let me read you. This is him doing the interview. He says, this is the entire floor of Trump tower. Just so you understand, this isn't like, I'll, I'll show you now this wraps all around the building, all around the elevators. And I have three times three. So there's like 11,000 feet on a floor. So I have three. So 33,000 and I have the roof. Now, uh, Forbes also notes that the recording undercuts Trump's claims made at the trial that he had personally noticed the problem and had ordered his accountants to correct it. So not only does he say I had nothing to do with it and I never saw it, but I also did see it one time, but then I told them to fix it, but I'm also spouting these fake numbers. So the question becomes how off are Donald Trump's numbers that he is spouting off to this interviewer? Four, four square feet. Because the actual square footage, he says it's 11,000, is actually 10,996 square feet. So he, 
He just rounded up by four square feet. I don't know, but that, that doesn't sound like it completely destroys his legal defense, right? I mean, somebody asks you like, Hey, what's the square footage of your house? What are you going to You're going to round to the nearest whole number. You're not going to be like, Oh, it's a 2,192.8 square feet. No, you're not going to do that. You're like, eh, it's like 2,200 square feet. I'm, I'm so look, your regular viewer of this channel, you know, I am not on Trump's side ever, but I also repeatedly, routinely, regularly call for accountability in the media and things like this piss me off to no end because this isn't destroying his legal defense. This is just somebody not wanting to say 10,996 when you could easily just be like, yeah, it's 11,000. It's easier. It's, it's a four square foot exaggeration. Now, to be fair, if the actual square footage is 10,996 and on the, you know, bank applications, if they put 11,000, then yes, that's, that's illegal because four square feet, especially in Manhattan, Hey, that's going to change the value of a building, but just rounding up a little bit when you're talking to a reporter so that you can save syllables that doesn't destroy his legal defense. Like shame on all of these media outlets who claimed this because this is bull crap. And I saw this story in at least seven different area, like seven different websites had the same story, all basically trying to say the same thing that Trump's legal defense is destroyed. Listen, he doesn't have much of a defense at all. And his lawyers are garbage. But if you think that exaggerating by four square feet in an interview kills his legal defense, then maybe it's time you learn a little bit more about how both the court system works and interviews work. Because I got to tell you, exaggerations of four square feet to save yourself some syllables, that's not going to get you convicted. Thanks for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com slash fairandbalanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fairandbalanced.